is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's Adam, Dave, and Jamie. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Back by popular demand and self-request. Nick Costos is here. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you threw out the popular demand. It really was self-request. Like, I, I texted you, and I was like, I'd like to come on. And you were like, okay, you can come on Thursday. Let's do it. So, yes, um, anyone that wanted me to come on, I appreciate it. But this was entirely self-request. Did you ever find out who the uh, – the was the Twitter handle? Costos, number one fan? or This guy from Britain. Uh-huh. Yeah, Tim Monk, the number one Nick Costos fan. Shout out to him. I'm sure he'll be listening. And how is he related to you? I had to text my mom and be like, did you make a Twitter? Is this, <laughs> is this you, mom? It's actually it's actually some dude from Britain. Shout out to Tim. All right. No, you, this this is back by popular demand. You got rave reviews last time. So Nick uh, hosts. Um, he does our anchoring on CBS Sports HQ. Did a great job during the NFL draft. We're going to talk about the NFL draft. We're going to get Nick's thoughts on football comma, life in general. We're going to talk about Marlon Mack, who had off-season surgery uh, on his shoulder and his outlook for 2018. We did a mock draft that we're not allowed to talk about because it's for our magazine, but we'll We'll talk a little bit about it, sort of. You can you can give some hints. I mean, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It, we're just not going to break it down like we normally break down drafts. No, but we will have a draft next week that we'll be able to break down, right? Yes, we yeah. will have a draft next week. Maybe Nick will be in it if he decides to reply to the email that I sent him, um, which he tends to ignore. Well, what I do is live my life on a day-to-day basis, and you want me to make a commitment a week in advance. I can't do it. The nice thing was, though, I did send that I am you, or, or it had to be you didn't reply to the email. So I am Look, yeah, yeah, cause we were, why would I reply to the email if we're G Chase? It's like when people send wedding invitations and I don't RSVP back. If I text you on no, going, I, why do I need to send the RSVP? I didn't, I didn't remember where the conversation that, was. It was over the chat. That sounds like chat. a man who hasn't been married. You'll, and you'll so he see. Did, you need the RSVP. Correct. He yeah. did say, what about our Tuesday lunch? <laughs> I mean, we go to lunch on Tuesdays. Like we're going to cancel lunch for the freaking mock draft. I mean, we do the mock draft any day. All right, Nick, give us some uh, anywhere from lukewarm to hot takes on football right now. Oh, well, I'll start with this one. You want, oh, let's let's get the kerosene in the match and let's burn this baby down already. Um, Mitch Trubisky will be this year's Jared Goff. And the Chicago Bears, I don't know if they're going to go 11-5 and five and win the division like the Rams did last year. I love the Bears this year. Love their overwin total at six and a half. Um, and I think Trubisky's going to have a big year. And Anthony Miller, the wide receiver that they traded up to take in the second round, traded next year's second rounder to go up and get him. Love the move from Ryan Pace. I think Anthony Miller, not DJ Moore, not Calvin Ridley, not Cortland Sutton. Anthony Miller will be the wide receiver one from this year's rookie class. And I am in on Mitch Trubisky, and I am in on the Chicago Bears offense for fantasy. And, and when you say that you're in, it's not just hyperbole. You literally traded for him in your dynasty. League. In one of my you dynasty have put leagues. your money where your mouth. Yes, I traded a third round pick and Adolphus Washington, the Bills defensive tackle, um, in what I would consider to be highway robbery. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to the guy. A third round I, pick and a defensive tackle <laughs> yes, for Mitchell Trubisky. For Mitchell Trubisky, the guy has got a couple. Was he your number one fan? Just trying to like. Do you have well, he, he's got Cam and a couple other quarterbacks, so I don't think he was. I don't think he's as high on Trubisky as I am. I think I'm right and he's wrong. I think Trubisky is going to throw throw 25 touchdowns, probably rush for five. I think he's going to have a monster season this year with Matt Nagy there calling they, plays. They they put a lot of pieces around him. You mentioned one and Anthony Miller. They went out. They were the aggressive one and signed Allen Robinson, and they made the trade or they signed uh, Trey Burton. So. You know, you're talking Taylor about Gabriel. Uh, Taylor Gabriel. I mean, you know, I think he's more of a complimentary option, but certainly part of the puzzle. And so, you know, with not only the coaching change to get a more aggressive play caller in there and somebody who's got an offensive background, you have aggressive. The... You mean that he's going to call the forward pass, <laughs> unlike John Fox, who was stuck right. in the Mesozoic era. You have you have now talent <laughs> on the field, and it, it's a it's a great comparison. Jared Goff is is a great situation because it was the same thing. They went out and they got a new head coach and. You saw the dramatic turnaround, so he he can have that same type of I will add, I will add, like, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to end up like Goff did, like a QB1 this season. I don't know if I can draft him to be my QB1. But you don't have to. That's the best part about it. You know, you're you're talking about dynasty trades where you're getting him, which is a clearly different scenario. No, but I love him in this year, too. I I understand that, but he's your last-round pick. You know, it's it's Trubisky, kicker, defense, Defense, or defense, kicker, whatever order you want to do it. It's going to be defense, kicker, Trubisky. uh, it, It could. But, you know, you, you just want to make sure you get him. 
Yeah, so it's, I it's, think it's going to be a big year for him. To- totally understand it. it, it and if he's, he's a better version of Alex Smith. He's got like I think his athleticism's really underrated. If he stinks, you cut him. That's the easy part about it. I yeah. don't think he's going to stink. I, agree. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. There's always a chance. I don't think he's going to stink. I'm going to lay this one on you though. Where does he rank compared to the Patrick Mahomes and Goff and Matt Ryan and a lot of other quarterbacks that are going to be in that same? They're in that same boat of being. Late round flyers. We think they've got a chance to have a big year. Yeah. Where does he Where does he fall in line well, with those well, I guys? Don't, I don't think you can take Trubisky over Goff. Like if I had the option, I don't I, think you should. I, I would take Goff, and I would also take Mahomes over him. Yeah, because Mahomes is at least like that week seventeen game. Like Trubisky was playing with the deck stacked against him. It's not his fault last year. But like what Mahomes did in week seventeen and the weapons that they have, and with Andy Reid and it's, Matt Nagy's a, a Reid disciple. I like both guys. I just think Mahomes is the better prospect. You know, I think Mahomes is a better quarterback yeah, than Trubisky. The, is. But the the thing, you know, the two of the guys you just laid out. In terms of Goff and Trubisky, you can just wait until maybe your last two picks. You don't think Goff's going to go early? No, than just, that? I, I mean I've yes. done enough drafts now to to see that. I think Azer's right. Wait, so so JV, I, I don't remember if you were on this show. It was the last show we did for the for the Eye on Fantasy Football Radio show on CBS Sports Radio. So it was right before Week 17, and we did a draft on the air. And somebody, we did first round. Just call in, give us a pick. We'll go pick by pick. Somebody called in and took Jared Goff, like seventh overall. And I was like, wait, not only are you taking a quarterback, you're not taking Aaron Rodgers, you're not taking Cam Newton, you're not taking Tom Brady, you're taking Jared Goff. So in our yeah, leagues, no. like no. But I think he's, the public will fall in love with Jared no, Goff. No, he's going to get drafted as a second quarterback. But he's not going to get drafted as a number one quarterback. That, I don't, I don't know about that. There, oh no, no. Is that what you so said? Many, I'm sorry. No, he, he huh? won't, he won't be top 12. No, there's, it, it's such a loaded position. Yeah. It's such a loaded position. I mean, you know, you, you start thinking about the names. He's not going ahead of Rodgers, Brady, or Wilson. Yep. He's not going ahead of Wentz or Watson. He's not nope. going ahead of Cam. He's still not going ahead of Breeze. No. Nope. He's, he's, you know, Roethlisberger. He's Although, not I will say this. If you gave me the choice of Jared Goff or Drew Brees in fantasy next year, I would take Jared Goff. No. Based wow. on, really? Based on just... Player for player or based on value? Because based value. Situation, the whole deal. I think Goff will outperform Breeze this year in fantasy. I mean, obviously he could. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but there, there, there's the chance for it. But Goff the, the, will the, account for more touchdowns than Breeze will this the, year. The, Breeze is the better quarterback, but I think that they're going to lead more thinking, in the run game as you're always. You're thinking the, the way you should, which is it's a stat. Don't game. forget about Todd Gurley. He's still there. <laughs> yeah, but he catches but a he, ton of passes also. Sure. So yeah. the running backs in the Orleans. True. Uh, I, I think the, the, the point with Goff, and, and maybe saying he's going to get him with your last two picks, but you can certainly get Goff double-digit rounds and Trubisky even later than that. It's fascinating, and you guys are far more invested in this world than I am. I was thinking about this earlier. Is this the year where I can't think of a better year to wait on taking a quarterback? Yeah, it's the deepest I've ever seen it. Yeah. I've been playing fantasy football for 20 years. But yep. like, like you can't take – I feel like it's almost malpractice this year to take a guy in the first like five or six rounds. Yeah. You know, we, we said the same thing last year. Just want to point that out. And it does seem deeper this year than ever. We have also said that. But, I mean, going into – doing our quarterback preview last year was like, yeah, there are 15 to 18 quarterbacks that I'm happy with as my number one. That included Eli Manning and Carson Palmer. At the end of the day, like Aaron Rodgers, if he stays healthy, is still going to be a lot better than every other quarterback except for maybe a few. Same with Russell Wilson, probably with Tom Brady. I mean, I don't, I don't like taking the middle group. I like either taking Aaron Rodgers in the third round or something like that, or wait, 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 unless you get amazing value. The, the, I mean, look, there's always going to be the, you know, the anomaly year. Like last year, Wentz was somebody who had the chance to be like what you would probably say Goff was. Yeah. And Trubisky could be this year. Uh, or the Alex Smith season that just a guy comes out of nowhere that you don't see coming and has that big season. There are a lot of good young quarterbacks. Goff is going to be outside the top 12. I think I don't like the situation for Dak Prescott, but the way that he's going to fall in drafts, if Gallup becomes something, if they can, you know, find tight end, maybe Rico Gathers is that guy. They should run the Patriots offense. Uh, however, it comes to fruition, Dak could still have good, it's a very good fantasy value with a late round pick. If Eli gets his bleep together with all those guys around him, there, he's going to stink. <laughs> but still, there's so much talent there. And it just goes on and on and on. You know who you know? I kind of like? 
you guys are going to laugh at this, who I think is going to have a bounce back fantasy year. You just said Jared Goff's going to be better than Drew Brees. If we didn't laugh at that, I don't know we're going <laughs> to laugh that at That was kind of laugh worthy now that I'm thinking about it. I'll stick with it. But if, if, if the I mean, Joe Flacco I, comes out of It's not Joe Flacco, but it's someone who I who I used to really love. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, boy. It could, but that's the thing. He could. If, I'm not drafting him. Of course no, not. No, no, no. And I wouldn't draft him either. But I'm saying, but like, would you be shocked if Ryan Tannehill was a pretty good fantasy quarterback? Yes. Next yes. Year? Yep. Uh, just, I'll give you a conversation that we had, uh, off air yesterday or two days ago with Heath, who's doing all of our team by team previews for our magazine. His and, beard's out of control, man. <laughs> I actually kind of like it, but I mean, that thing, I mean, he could hide like an animal in that beard. It, it is really looks pretty like, big. It kind of looks like an armadillo <laughs> crawled on his face. And I died. haven't seen Scott White in about a week, and I think he's in the beard. Um, <laughs> no, he's he's here at night now lurking around, like, like walk, walking past us like a dementor from Harry Potter. Uh, um, I Heath brought up this point. Can you think of a team that has a star running back? I don't know how you phrase it, but star running back. Top 10 quarterback. Top 10 no, running well, back. Everything but the quarterback. Top, oh, you're right. Top you're 10 right. running back, top 10 receiver, top 10 tight end, and not had a top 10 quarterback. And, you know, we were like, Troy Aikman. You know, like, that's how far back you have to think of. And, and Aikman at that point was probably a star fantasy quarterback. But everything around Eli is just set up for him to be great. And yes, this, except for the offensive line, which is atrocious. Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 you know what? Like, in order Hold for on. The this op- is the Giants fan. No, no this is the Giants fan. Was I the Giants fan last year when I said they were going to stink? And they stunk. Yes. If I were a fan, I'd say they were going to be great. I'm being rational. They stink. Like, Will Hernandez has got to be Alan Fanica for this offensive line to be good. He's got to be touched by the hand of God, like Dave Gettleman said Saquon Barkley was. I'm willing to bet that Will Hernandez is not going to the Hall of Fame. And Nate Solder is not Anthony Munoz. So let's not talk about him like he is. He's an above-average left tackle that got paid like Walter Jones because he hit the market at the right time. He's not that good. He's I'm so sorry. better than what they had. Right. And Last year was atrocious. Pay this off. year is not atrocious. It has the chance to be. It's not the worst offensive line in the league. In any event, it might not even be in the be bottom ten. Eli could be good. Dalton could be good. Two years ago, he How about was great. Marcus Mariota. Mariota could be great. We're it's, we're saying every name. Like we should really, we should start talking about Black. the quarterbacks that we aren't going to draft. Yeah, I'll give you a quarterback that uh, in 2016 had a top ten wide receiver and a top ten tight end and finished like 13th, and that was Russell Wilson. He had Doug Baldwin. He had Jimmy Graham. He's hurt. Yep. He was hurt, yeah. So it can happen. He didn't have the running back. He didn't have that element of it. But obviously, Eli's got some of the best weapons in, in fantasy for sure. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Let's talk about just two news items here. Marlon Mack with the offseason surgery. He played his entire rookie season with a torn labrum. He's expected back for training camp. Uh, the Colts drafted two running backs. They drafted Naheem Hines in round four. He calls himself the fastest running back in the draft class. And the Colts also drafted Ole Miss running back Jordan Wilkins in round five. He's a bigger, probably more suitable to for more workload uh, running back than Hines. And they drafted a guard with each of their first two picks. So this is a great situation that any running back would be walking into. Let's talk about Marlon. We now we talked about this a little bit, but we didn't know about the surgery on Monday when we spoke about Mac, right? Nope. All right. No. So what's your reaction to that? As long as he's fine for camp, I I think the situation. Is as good as it gets for any of these rookies, and you know if, if Andrew Luck is back at 100, percent he's thrown the ball to his running backs quite a bit. So Marlon Mack's in a, in a great situation, but I still think C.J. Anderson is is looming for the Colts. I don't want to think about C.J. Anderson there until it happens, because right now, and and honestly, I'd like to see it happen, because I don't know if I can buy into Marlon Mack as being the main guy there. I think they're going to use them all. Yep. You and just saw what Philadelphia right, did last year. And Frank Reich said as much. We we asked him about it at the coaches' breakfast a month ago, and that's what he said. You're going to see all these guys working. How was that breakfast? Like you, the food itself? You know, it, it was at the Ritz-Carlton, so, so it was probably pretty, pretty dang good. good. How did Doug Peterson feel about having like like the mouth breathers and the media all around him while he was eating? I, didn't I am talk one to, of those mouth breathers. I, 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 I didn't talk to, to Doug. Okay. But I can pretty much tell you that most coaches dread <laughs> the coach's breakfast. I bet. But I'm with you, dude. Um, On I the Ritz-Carlton food? Yeah. Ritz-Carlton nice. food's great. And Marlon Mack's the best of these guys, but like, how can you feel confident in any of them? It just, it's just getting him at the right price on draft day. Yeah. And I'm worried that there's going to be some nincompoop in every league that's going to take him in round five, thinking, good offensive line, Andrew Luck's back, he's going to catch a lot of passes. Well, Hines is there to catch the passes. And I think Wilkins is there to be the grinder. So Matt kind of fits in between. And maybe when training camp starts, he'll be the first one up with the ones. But he showed some good explosive moments last year. It was too few and far between. 
And I, I, I just have a feeling it's going to be. You can't judge last year. He, I'm just saying he had some good moments. I'm, I'm not saying that if the line was better, he would have had an amazing season. Because I don't think he would have. I just, I think he's going to end up being inconsistent. I still don't think that line's very good, I even do. with Quentin Nelson. I, I think the interior of that awesome. line might be awesome. Might two be years from now, football. it's going to be, be the, the best, best interior one in the league. Nelson is amazing, by the way. Like if you go watch his games, he's he is amazing to watch. And the other news item: Carson Wentz is going to make more of an effort to protect himself when he is scrambling <sighs> and such. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll put like, it this way. He, he had he, he had 299 rushing yards in 13 games, so I cut that in half. Let's say he had 150 rushing yards instead of 299, and I took what his point total would have been in 13 games, gave him 16 games, and he still would have been basically tied with Russell Wilson as the number one quarterback in fantasy. Uh, and he didn't have any rushing touchdowns either, which is a little bit weird. He figured he'd probably score one or two. He didn't have a touchdown when he tore his ACL. Yeah, the ball conversion? fumbled out of out of the end zone. It was, was it, not a touchdown. I thought it was against Seattle. No, it was against the Rams. No, when he tore his ACL was in LA against the Rams. Right, but he had a, he had a, he was diving for a touchdown against Seattle. It might have been a two point conversion. Oh, maybe he did not maybe have any rushing was. touchdowns last year. I he did not. I no. I can assure you of this. So yeah, we're, we're not gonna. Because I, I think he actually got hurt on the touchdown pass. He got hit, I think, after he threw it, and then he got no. Hit. He stayed in for the two point conversion. Yeah, but I think right? he got hurt on the throw. No, he got hurt on the run. He tore his ACL on the run, right? Before the contact. Before the contact, and then he stayed in and threw the two point conversion, and then he had the torn ACL, and somehow they won the Super Bowl. It really pisses me <laughs> off as a Giants fan, but yeah. Who are you rooting for, Nick? The... I was I was rooting for the Eagles. Me too. Me too. Which really like is awful. Right. Yeah. It's it Super Bowl. It was no Super fun. Bowl hell for. It them. was Super Bowl hell for the second time. Super Bowl hell for Giants. I mean, the Patriots won. Who cares? Then we're the only ones to beat them. Then why didn't you root for the Patriots? I couldn't bring myself to it because the game. Because it was I'm, hell. I'm obsessed with Doug Peterson. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Like, no, he's he's the best. <laughs> he's I the would best. want him as my coach. I'll take Belichick, but you, you know you can have Peterson. I'll take Belichick and Golf. You can have Peterson and Trubisky, or I'll take Belichick and Breeze. You could have Peterson and, and Goff. We'll or see. Mahomes. And now you're stuck with Shermer and Eli. Yeah, right. Giants will be back at the top of the draft in two years. With a new GM. So uh, I want to promote a few things. First of all, we got CBS Sports HQ. Nick, tell them what they've won by watching uh, CBS Sports HQ. Well, I mean, you get to watch me, which is a prize in itself. Um, in all seriousness, this is how I'll describe it. Um, If you like sports, this is the network for you. If you like sports, you the listener right now that's listening to me talk. Who, me? If you like sports, anyone, watch CBS Sports HQ. It is sports for sports fans. No BS, no frills, no nonsense. We're not going to rank the greatest rap groups or talk to an actor promoting his latest movie. It is just sports. Think the old ESPN news, but on steroids with awesome production value. And I'm on it. So it's great. Yeah. I'm on from uh, 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. You can catch me uh, uh, Sunday through Thursday, or Friday and Saturday, and the crew is great. It's sensational. CBS Sports HQ, cbssports.com slash live, CBS Sports app, all connected devices, all that good stuff. Check it out again. I guarantee, as a diehard sports fan, I've been watching for 30 years, obsessed with all the sports, not just football. I guarantee you will like it. Check it out. CBS yes. Sports HQ. So right. here, here's what happened to Wentz. It was a first and goal play from the two. He scrambled, scored the touchdown, got hurt. It was called back by penalty. They had two more runs after that. Incomplete pass. Fourth down, he throws the touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. And then they went for two, right? They did not go for two. Got it. Okay, great. Thank you, Jamie. Also, uh, <laughs> listen to the Pick 6 podcast, which Nick is on occasionally, but it's hosted by Will Brinson, and it's outstanding. We got your fantasy coverage right here on this podcast, but if you want just some NFL talk, Pick 6 podcast every single morning. Uh, Monday through Friday. It's going to be there first thing in the morning for you. They record at night. They publish it early in the morning. It's about 30 minutes long. It's six topics, five minutes each. There you go. Pick six. And the Sportsline DFS podcast, if you want some DFS advice, right now we're doing baseball and PGA. Baseball every day, PGA once a week. Uh, Mike McClure is our expert. I'm on, uh, sometimes I'm on that, but it's mostly Heath Cummings and Mike McClure. Sportsline DFS podcast. And finally, Sportsline.com. We've got the Kentucky Derby coming up. So what you want to do is go to sportsline.com right now and use our promo code HUDDLE. Uh, for listeners of this podcast, the promo code is HUDDLE. And you can get uh, your first month for just $1. And it's a $9.99 per month subscription, which is extremely cheap for a service like this. 
But uh, if you use the promo code HUDDLE when you sign up, you'll get the first month for a dollar. Jody Demling is our horse racing guru. This guy is incredible. He will get the Kentucky He has nailed nine straight Oaks Derby doubles. If you are a horse racing person, you know what that is. I just learned what that is. Anyway, Sportsline.com. Sounds like a category on Jeopardy. Yeah. Sounds like something I want to know about if I want to win some money. Yes, it means he's held the tickets with the winners of the Kentucky Oaks on Friday and the Derby on Saturday. Nine straight years. Use the promo code huddle. Promo code huddle, excuse me. A dollar on your first month. All right, I'm done promoing. So we did that mock draft that we're sort of allowed to talk about, and I want to talk about a few topics from that draft. So, uh, yeah, drafting two top ten quarterbacks in a year where it clearly makes sense to wait for quarterback. Is this a stupid idea? I think if one of those quarterbacks is maybe Andrew Luck or Ben Roethlisberger, I kind of like it. What do you guys think? Would you ever draft draft two top ten quarterbacks? And the, the, I think you know the reason why I'd want to do it is to prevent someone from taking Andrew Luck or Ben Roethlisberger kind of late and ending up with one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. Um, what about adding Carson Wentz to that list? Since yeah. we don't know what his status is for Week One, would he also be one of the three that you'd want to get a second quarterback for? I, I don't see him going as late as those guys, but yes, if if he did, then yes. I, I don't think you guys are answering. The, you're, you're answering the question he's talking about. You're, you're, Dave's talking about pairing a second quarterback with Wentz, and Adam's talking about getting one of the lower tier top twelve quarterbacks. As your, they're as all my second. still. Top ten right. quarterbacks, though. No, no. But Adam's point is, like, is it worth taking two quarterbacks that are ranked relatively high? You're, you're, you're more talking about taking a guy to help you in case Wentz is ready. Right. I, I was thinking that he was just kind of dropping the injury-prone label on Roethlisberger and Luck when there's a guy coming back from a torn ACL that maybe also deserves. No. I, I, well, here's the answer to the question. No. No. You so, do so Dave, what I'm saying is, Wentz would be my number two quarterback if uh, one of those guys was your one. Yeah, I could pair both okay, of them. Let, but let, I, let, I, let's, let's start over. Adam's talking. I about, feel like we're in first grade yeah, math class Adam, right now. Yes, Adam's one talk, plus one Adam's is talking two. about pairing the first quarterback that he drafts. So let's just say he ends up taking Deshaun Watson, and then oh yeah, he's also coming off of an injury. Okay, bad example. There. But let's say he takes Brees. he takes Drew Brees, and then he ends up taking Andrew Luck two or three rounds later uh, because he wants to take the quarterback away from somebody else. Dave is talking about if you take Carson Wentz, do you need to take a second quarterback no matter where he's ranked because in case Wentz is So why don't we just address this as two separate issues, starting with Adam's issue. This is like a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> I, I, like, we should, like, roll, like, can we erase this from the podcast the last, like, 90 no. seconds? Of what, <laughs> no, no, no. All right, we're clear. We're, we're clear. No, no we're, you should not clear. take two top 12 quarterbacks in a draft. No, you should not do that. Uh, well, I'm sorry to, for a spoiler here, but I, I did it and I kind of liked it. Because, I did it too. Yeah. You did. Alright, I won't ask you. It was kind of by accident. Yeah, I didn't plan on it, but I just no. loved the value so much and I took like an NFL draft approach. Take it was the, kind of by accident. Yeah. That inspires tons of confidence. We didn't plan Both it. Well, we just well, got through, I, I don't, we don't know if I'm allowed to. Ten minutes ago talking about how deep the quarterback position is and how much talent there is and how much you can get great value from somebody who may or may not come out of nowhere, but it's worth taking the risk on that. And then it's a good idea to take a second quarterback early. Well, no, but like last year I took I, I took Cam in the league I went undefeated in and I got carried off like Don Chula. It was great. I uh, I took Cam I think in the eighth round. And then I took Luck in the third to last round before kicker a defense. But that was like a stash play because no one was drafting him at the time. I would tend to think that's the smarter way to draft your second quarterback, like we were just talking about with Trubisky, if you have a feeling on him or any of the other quarterbacks that we rattled off when we were going through this. The other part of it is, I mean, look, Adams, uh, the way that he drafted, and you'll see it in our magazine, the same thing with Dave, if you don't like anything on the board at the time, it's never a bad idea to take the best player available. But if you're doing it, which I know Dave's done this in the past, and I don't think this is necessarily Adam's point, if you're doing it with the hope of trading that player, especially at the quarterback position, it is so difficult in a 12-team league because the position is so deep to find value that you could get maybe at another spot. Like if you took a chance on one of the rookie running backs, they're still there, or one of the rookie receivers. It's a lottery or somebody, ticket pick, but it, you, and you know when you take a lottery ticket pick at the end of the draft. Well, look, Not I, like in what, the seventh what, round. what round do you think? I don't think it was the seventh round. I think it was. It up. was. I can tell you what round it was because you screwed me as a result of yeah, it. Yeah, what round was it? Because that's it was important. round eight. Round eight. Well, yeah, but you I had the first. Can't take two quarterbacks by the. But that was the last. Okay, that was the but last pick of the, of round eight. To be fair, it's it's, it's atrocious. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because is it a two quarterback league? No, no but oh, I'm sorry, it was it was not round eight. It was round ten. Okay, right. last oh, pick of round ten. Difference. Yes. So so the quarterbacks were going late, 
But yeah, last pick around ten. And the thing is, with Breeze as my number one, like there are some doubts about Drew Breeze. He was about tenth last year through twenty three touchdown passes or twenty four touchdown passes, twenty three. Yeah, so but if you had I, ended this draft with just Breeze as your quarterback, you would have been happy. I am, but now I'm happier with Breeze and Luck. Right, you took advantage of a of, of a silly bargain. Like you're yes. never going to see Andrew Luck fall that far unless he's not in training camp again. In which case he won't get Take advantage of a silly bargain. Maybe that's a better way to put it. But even if you that's have, what I did. if you have some, okay. All right. So I think we're on the same you know, page. The only there. thing that you're doing to yourself is you're, you're eliminating the chance of a roster spot that you could play with. Because the minute you cut Andrew Luck if he's right or Cam Newton if he's right or Breeze or Carson Wentz in the case of the quarterbacks you guys took as your first options, that guy's picked up immediately. I'm not cutting him. That's the point. Now you're stuck. You're handcuffed a little bit. Like because, I was with Luck last year. Right, because the minute you drop that guy, he's going to get picked up unless there's news that he's not out or not going to play. Well, for what I weeks. did is I kept him until like it was he wasn't playing anymore, and then I had. Yeah, to no, him. I did the same. And thing. it was a wasted it's, roster it's, spot. It's just and I still the, went undefeated right, because I'm so good at fantasy. It's, it's just one of those things where you know you have to understand that okay, if you have six bench spots, now you have five, and when you get to if your if your team if you drafted well and your team is loaded, you're gonna have to make a tough call on kicker, defense, or you know. Maybe an injury happens that you have to make a, a an ad drop. Like, I had or, one week last year where I didn't start a kicker because I had to keep because I wanted to keep luck. I still won, but I literally did not play a kicker. The alternative is trading the second quarterback, but you're not going to get what you think you should get in trade for him, which I think was Jamie's point when right. he referenced something that happened to me years ago when we did a draft, and I ended it. It was RG3's rookie season. It was our auction, and I got him month. and Matt Ryan yep. for a total of like four dollars in yep. an auction. Well, also, what kills you? And they were both. The person awesome. knows that you're you're going to play the one quarterback, then like. Yeah, right. So well, listen, but but this it, but, has been reflected in the trade chart for years. Sorry, Adam, but the value for quarterbacks just isn't nearly as high. I guess this is an audio medium. It's I, it's worth noting here because people can't see. Dave literally looked at Adam on Skype and waved him off. Like, <laughs> like, 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 I wanted to make my point. The trade chart is important. Hand I get it, but but I think that if I took Andrew Luck in the tenth round, I could probably trade him for somebody better than a tenth round pick. If he's good, if he's healthy, if he's good. Yeah, I don't. But I don't good, think it'll be healthy. like even a sixth round pick. Like you have to lower your expectations for what you get in trade. Of for course, I would. I mean, I, I get that's why I got him in the tenth round because people aren't valuing quarterbacks like that. Uh, the other quarterback question, I think we've we've already addressed that in in previous shows. Uh, I want to talk about Derrick Henry. I know Jamie and I don't agree on Derrick Henry, and. What is it? Do you just think Deion Lewis is going to – Cause you I love really... Derrick Henry. You, yeah. You're misconstruing what I was talking about. Derrick Henry's one of my favorite players this year. I think he's still going to be fantastic. It was when you took Derrick Henry. He's going He's going to be overdrafted. Well, I well, don't he, know no, when... I don't think he's going to be overdrafted. He's overdrafted in our magazine. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say – No, it's fine. Again, we could give a couple nuggets okay, about okay. the draft. You took him at the beginning of the third round. You had the swing. You had the can't first do pick. Twenty fifth hey, overall. And so no way. And, and and you know again just oh, for yes. reference, it's, it's it's not necessarily. You, you hear me say this all the time. If you have a conviction about a player, and especially if you're picking on the ends, you know you're not going to get him on the way back. Take the guy and just hope that you're right. But you left. What did you take? You took Kelsey and Henry. Nope. You took Keenan Allen and Henry. Keenan Allen and right, Henry. I took Kelsey. You could have had Kelsey and Keenan Allen to go with Todd Gurley. That's a much better start to your team. No way, but if I, everything I, I don't know that right. I agree because I just I happen to think that the Deion Lewis thing is overblown, and I know Jamie that before they're the, paying him a ton they, of money. They are paying him Doesn't five matter. billion dollars a year. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, difference. They they are paying him five. One's a left tackle, one's a running back. Well, also the salary is different. They are paying Deion Lewis five million dollars a year, four years, twenty million dollars. Latavius Murray signed for three years and $15 million right. last year. So if they don't have the right running back, right. they don't need to use him. And they could probably cut him. I think you look at his salary, they can cut him after it's one different. year. It's different. It's a little bit different. It's, but it's, I it's know. A lot, it's a lot different. $5 million on the salary cap is nothing. I know it's, that Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to score touchdowns. It's Patriots culture taking a Patriots guy. It, it, there's a lot of things that go into signing Deion Lewis that help this team. I just don't think that it's going to ruin Derrick Henry to the level that I think, like Nick is, is talking about, for several reasons. I just now, wouldn't I, take him in the third round. I would have taken him a little bit later, but again, I, like, first off, Adam, when I give you a hard time, you have to understand when it's sarcasm, when it's not. <laughs> like, you, no, but you know, I know you thought it was a reach, and that's fine. Not a huge reach, but obviously I had a swing pick, so I wasn't going to get Derrick Henry 
in 24 picks later. No, okay. so of course not. So I had to reach. You guys been doing the show together, and like this, the stuff's like you, you guys still don't know when each other are being sarcastic. Is that is that possible? No, 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 no. It was on. It was on. I am. Um, it was. You know, we were just kind of. I knew he was being sarcastic, but uh, I, I still. I guess I'm just not really that affected in a standard scoring league by Deion Lewis's signing. In a PPR league, obviously it hurts Henry's value because they were talking about getting Henry involved in the passing game. And I don't think that's really going to happen at this point. But I don't think there will be a running back drafted after Derrick Henry that has as much touchdown potential as Derrick Henry. That that is my that is the summation of how I feel about him and why I was okay reaching for him in standard scoring. I'll give you an, uh, just a comparison. It's a, another magazine draft that I'm in the middle of right now, and it's half-point PPR. He went at the end of the third round, so it's not that far off. Uh, it's 12 picks. Yeah. They have, yep. have PPR, though. I wouldn't have taken him. Uh, 25th overall in half PPR for, for what it's worth. Okay. Uh, I was going to talk about some more draft stuff, but, uh, I think we will move on and you can check out the magazine draft. I did want to point out though that a lot of the good DSTs have some kind of dicey early season schedules. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, but more importantly, gentlemen out there, listen up. Everybody do it. Put your hand on your head. Feel your hair. Getting a little thin up there. Don't worry. Mine. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> all right, you're all right, Nick. But uh, if uh, you know, if you're like someone else, uh, you're not alone. Sixty-six percent of men lose their hair by age thirty-five, and luckily for you, Dave's we... older than thirty-five, though. He is, but he was probably losing his hair a little bit by thirty-five. I'm not going to pick on David during this read, okay? You can go ahead. Go ahead. No, look, Dave. Pick should... on old fat baldy. Go to forhims.com. But you're not fat. Forhims.com slash FFT, okay? This is a complete hair kit for just $5 for your first month. $5 for a hair kit, which is a combination of products that covers all the bases. Forhims.com slash FFT. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash FFT. All right, Forhims is a great website for men. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. And baldness can be optional, okay? Hims connects you with real doctors. You get medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. You're getting generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions. This is not snake oil pit pills or gas station counter supplements. This is generic equivalents to name-brand uh, prescriptions. There's no waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. You will save hours on 4 It's very easy. You answer a few questions, a doctor's going to review it and prescribe it to you, and the product gets shipped directly to your door. So again, we want you to go to forhims.com slash FFT. This is an opportunity to save a ton of money for him. I know so many people have tried hair loss products and it has not worked. Go to forhims.com slash FFT, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash FFT and get $5, uh, for your first month for this hair kit. All right. Nick, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, how long have we been doing this, this show? So it's been what? 10 plus years? I think we're in year nine. You- yeah, you and I have been doing this Jamie, almost ten for years. Ten years, and then Adam jumped the board in, in, in the ninth, podcast. tenth year, whatever you want to qualify this. For the first time, when Adam was doing a read, oh, he yeah. said, "And for my listeners, yeah. wow, I did, yeah." In what year did he say that? This one, good for him. I would have ago. done it like like four or five. Well, you would years have played earlier. the show yourself. The minute you saw it near the top of Jamie, the minute you saw it near the top of the iTunes stars, you would have been like, "Whoa, my show is awesome." Nick Costos today. That would have been it. <laughs> uh, yes, I did say that. I apologize. It was, it was. What uh, are you apologizing for? It was not right. Uh, by the way, we're apparently missing a very emotional news conference right now. The Jason Witten retirement news conference is going on and the entire Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones' entire family they're, they're, is crying. They're, 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 what, what, yeah, Go what, ahead, Giants what, fans. You no, know, so I was going to say, because what they're going to be showing on a loop is the highlights from Dallas's one playoff victory that they had with Jason Witten over the Lions a couple years ago. I mean, who does, I like Jason Witten. He's a badass. He's tough as hell. He's, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a compiler. He's, he's going to the Hall of Fame, but he's a compiler. Eligible for 240 games. He played in 239 of them. Yeah, incredible. His first game that he missed, the only game was his rookie season, right? And he, and he killed the Giants. Because he had a broken jaw. Yeah, he played killed through the, a, the ruptured spleen. Amazing career. Uh, let's talk Dynasty a little bit. Jamie, I know you were trying to acquire the number one overall pick in the rookie oh, yeah. draft, which would have been Saquon Barkley, which will be Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, and you were unsuccessful. In which, in which draft? Ours. What do you mean ours? Is this the league I'm in? Yeah. Who's got the number one pick? Will Brinson. When are we starting this draft? It's a good question. The beard, the beard is hidden the draft in his beard. <laughs> this is BS. I mean, I'm already, I'm in two drafts concurrently right now. We can't get ours off the ground. So I offered Will 
And he said, no, I offered Will my first, second, and third round picks this year, which I won the league, so I finished 14th. Or oh, I'm picking 14th. Mike did go over here. I like it. Uh, my first and second pick next year and my first round pick in 2020 for Barkley, which is, you know, 1.1. Yep. Uh, and a fifth this year, his third and fourth next year, and a second pick in 2020. Yeah, I would, I would have laughed at you. And then when he said no at first, he said, wow, that's a great offer. I'll have to consider it. And then he said, um, a couple things which we won't talk about on, on this about the league. But then he said, um, I, I, I said, I'll take away all. I'm the- going to guess he said, I don't care about the league. No. Uh, I'll take away, I said, I'll take away all of the draft pick compensation you're giving back to me. So I'm giving him all the same stuff minus the fifth and the third, fourth, whatever. And he said, he, he thinks that, cause he has Todd Gurley, he thinks having Gurley and Barkley can get him back in the winner's circle with what else he has on his team. So he just got a lot of injuries last year and had a terrible season. So he's counting he's on Barkley. He's also a bad GM. <laughs> he's counting on Barkley turning things around. Who's so, your best running back? Uh, either McCaffrey or Ingram, depending on how you want to view it dynasty wise. Would you give up both of them and all your picks no. this year for Saquon? No. Like that's the type of deal that would. If get I me were thinking. Brinson, I would say you only get the first pick and nothing else. Which is what I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wait, re- you re- have to make that deal. Reframe the terms. If you're Brinson, reframe yes. the terms. So okay, so taking away the, what he would be giving me back, aside from Barkley, would be I'd give him my first, second, and third this year, my first and second next year, and my first in 2020 for Barkley. It's a, it's a no-brainer so trade to me. I. I the opposite. But I think most wait. people would agree with you, Nick. Um, it's a, and, it's and, a no-brainer. And well, but he's okay, got the so, last pick, and he'll have the but, last pick for two but, more years but he, because I, he's got Saquon well, Barkley. Well, I think here's the here's the thing with dynasty that I think people miss the boat on sometimes. Like draft picks in a rookie draft are not that like. A couple years ago, I traded the seventh overall pick in a rookie draft for Brandon Cooks when Cooks was still on the Saints. And I crushed it because who are you going to get with the seventh pick exactly. in a rookie draft that's better than Brad? So what you do with acquiring those picks is you trade those picks for proven veteran players instead of keep – I'm not suggesting he keep all those picks and draft a million rookies with them. But you use those picks because people overvalue rookie picks in dynasty drafts. The other part of it is the steals that you'll be able to get that aren't the guys at the top. We all are expecting Barkley to be great, but then it's the the group that's after him. It's a little bit like I like Royce Freeman second best it's, out it's, of the running it's, backs. Well, You're not going to get I, him at 14. I, I, I didn't want to say that it's murky, but it's 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 unsolidified right now because you say Nebulous. Freeman, Dave says Jones, I say Geis. You know, you say that Miller's the best rookie receiver. You I know, do. I like DJ Moore. Dave's like Ridley. So there, there's a lot of guys. But I go back to our draft last year, and again, it was a startup. But we did have our teams in place by the time we did the rookie draft. Oh, you got Alvin Kamara in the second round. Questionable, huh? Yeah. But you got Kamara in the second round or Top third of round? The second round. Right. So you got him in the second round. I got Kenny Galladay, who may become something, who knows, in the sixth round. So you're going to find guys. It could be um, uh, Jordan Wilkins, for example. That's not going to go in the first round, but he's going to be probably a second or third round pick. The quarterbacks, if you're able to hit on, like, I think it was Scott Riley, got Deshaun Watson, middle of the rookie draft. Middle, I, he had to. It had to have been second or third round. Baker Mayfield's going to go second or third round. Baker will go in the second I round. got Trubisky in the fifth round. I mean, you know, your man crush, it, it, who, if he does become this, this star – you could still get good players. So I've got go- I got I got Goff. So yeah. So what Will could do conceivably is not just take all those picks and consolidate them for for proven players. He could then trade three first round picks to get back to the one spot if he really wants to to help a team who may or may not be rebuilding two years from now. So there there there's draft capital with these picks. But yes, it, it I understand both sides of it. Where Will looking at it and saying okay, the, or, or like Adam, you said I'm picking at the end. The 14th pick doesn't necessarily help him now, but he gets all these picks moving forward that he could then turn into other things. You want to know when rookie draft picks matter? When you can get Saquon Barkley with one of the rookie draft picks. That's when they matter. It's, it's, yeah. I, I would tough, laugh like, at Will if you tough, tough to disagree with that, but I mean, all the capital that you're getting though. You have to be you're smart. You're trading a, the cow for the but, beans. But you're, Maybe. you're, your dynasty leagues are how long? How long have they been in existence? The two that you're one, I think, is this is year five, and right. the other, I think, is year three or four. You have to be in that type of investment. Like for I took people. Jamal Charles with the second overall pick in one of those startup drafts. You have to be in that ago. type of investment because I think this league in particular, we're still fresh in it, where people are looking at it, and this was one of the conversations Will and I had. I'm looking at it as I don't know how long this league is going to be in existence, so I can give up all this capital right now and try to win it again next year. What a jerk! Why wouldn't the league exist? It's just—it's just the nature. We're already—we're already transitioning one or two owners. 
Yeah, so, well, yeah, well, yeah, because the problem was, I forget who it was. Someone in the middle of the newsroom goes, hey, we're doing a dynasty draft. And like three morons raised their hand and said, I want to do it. It's like, I wouldn't have let those people in. Jeez. Okay. Um, but <laughs> Nick, I, I guess that's the point would be is you're, you're, I mean, like, am I wrong? No, but, but that's, that's part of it is, you know, I, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of I could, I could win now and still be very good over the course of time. But also, I can give up some of these draft picks because I don't know how long the league is going to be in existence. All right, so final question on this. How much better do you think Saquon Barkley is than the rest of the rookie running back group in a dynasty league? Significantly. Yes. Oh, I, yeah, I he's better, say, but if you're not going to take a trade where you're getting five future draft picks for Saquon sure. Barkley, then obviously you value him greatly. Go back a year ago, though. What was the difference between Fournette and the rest of the, the class? Go, right At this point, right, right now. Right, right. It's not as good as Barkley. I, I fully admit but that. But yeah, Fournette was the far, he was Zeke far and away number one guy. I think. Yeah. I agree. That's that's a much better way to go. Who are the other guys in that class? Because I'm not. Like that. the second best guy last year for me was Dalvin Cook, and I would have told you as much as I love Dalvin Cook that Zeke was the better guy. No, you like Mixon. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Fournette's the better guy. Yeah, but you had McCaffrey. And, but I, I guess the point would be is the two guys that came out of this class that everybody is is Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry was like the second running back take. But I think, I think that 2018, 2018 looks more like 2017 in terms of running backs than it does 2016. So I don't know that the number one pick is all, is as valuable as it was the Zeke year. And I would also say that I have serious, serious concerns about the Giants going forward. I, I think that they might have a really bad GM and I think they might have a really bad team. Oh, uh, they do. Yeah, uh, that's that's yeah. not a yeah. But Saquon's still good. He is, but but uh, he's not in the best spot. And sometimes opportunity and all and talent around you and just coaching like sometimes all that matters a lot more than talent. Well, it it, ha- it happened for the two guys that were not the high profile guys in the draft last year, in Kamara and Hunt. Yeah, because they went to great situations, the Saints and the Chiefs, and how those guys operate and their offenses, et cetera. So you know, looking at it this year, who are those guys? Could it be? Satan. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's Geis because the Redskins don't necessarily feel like the most stable franchise. Um, I mean, it, it could be Sony Michelle. However long the the Patriots. No, nah, I mean, I, I feel left. like you can't trust like Michelle. I like a lot I, of guys' I'm, talent better than Royce Freeman, but Freeman's the opportunity, like his situation, is right, unbelievable. But, but, this but year. Freeman and, and Jones, I think, are in spots where there could be turnover with coach and quarterback and situation that, while it's good short term, it may not be good. Long term, like if the Bucks lose, Jason Light and, and Dirk Cutter are probably gone, and you have a whole new restart there with still building around James. Depends on how in, well Jones does. In, in no, Denver, but, 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 I don't think it depends no, on Jones. No, it depends sure on does. If he goes out this year and has what I think he could have, but I said today, good, like though, if that eight touchdowns and a ton of yards. Because the offense is still going to be good in Tampa. Like Ronald Jones is going to be good because the offense is awesome. Unless he's not good. In but which case, the, the new, new coach is, comes in yes, and changes things around. But the expectation is that he will be good, though, yes, right? I, I love him. Would you be shocked if Ronald Jones was bad? I would be shocked. Uh, I think he's I would, I'd be shocked would if be. all these guys are bad. They're all they're all in such great situations. I mean, you know, even extended to Rashad Penny and Carryon Johnson, they're in good situations. Yeah, that's Penny, the guy. Yes, Carryon Johnson, Johnson's the guy that I I could see. Me too. Maybe not year one, but once they get blunt out of there, like like I said on the last show, this is a team that really wants to run the ball in the Detroit. Lions. It has a good offensive line, good quarterback, and a new coach. Great offensive line. Right. Now, let me tell you about something else that's great. It is SeatGeek. This is the only way that you should be getting tickets right now, whether it's sports, whether it's comedy, whether it's concerts, theater, whatever. Get that SeatGeek app on your phone or go to SeatGeek.com, and we'll save you 20 bucks with the promo code FFT. That promo code is FFT. Get the most bang for your buck on SeatGeek because SeatGeek goes out, looks at multiple ticket sites, grades every ticket based on value. You can immediately find the best seats that fit your budget. Now, look, I use it. Usually I'm the kind of guy I assert by price. I just want to get into the stadium. But, hey, if I get a good enough deal, I'll pay up. I'll get a good seat. And I know I'm getting great prices because SeatGeek is looking through all the competition, finding the best seats, and letting me know these are the ones that fit my budget, and this is the most bang for my buck. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. So I have used SeatGeek. I use it all the time. But I've used it for baseball, for football, for concerts, uh, for theater. I used it for a college basketball game. Uh, it is on my phone. It is the first place I go every time I need tickets. You should do the same thing. Download the SeatGeek app. Promo code is FFT20. bucks. That's a great deal. 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase with the promo code FFT. All right. Uh, moving around here. A lot of stuff to get to. Let's talk about this random stat. 
Dak Prescott, in 2016, played three games without Des Bryant. He scored 21, 21, and 25 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Does that mean anything to you? Who did he play him against? San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Green Bay. He's got a chance to be sneaky this year. I totally agree. I I, I think he's going to be Alex Smith, like just a guy you forget about. And all of a sudden, like, I should have drafted him. I just think Garrett and Linehan are such clowns. Good so, offensive line. Yeah. It's not going to take much from this receiving core to replicate what they had a year ago. Let me uh, let me get it to the receiving core. So we have voicemails on this show. I haven't really been talking about them enough lately. Phone numbers 954-689-3199. cell phone is that? It's a... <laughs> It's not a cell phone. 954-689-3199. You can call I can't in. wait to prank that number we this give, weekend. <laughs> we give them Pete Prisco's cell phone number. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Pete uh, laying out on the beach right now, and he starts hello. getting 100 calls. Getting his hello. back rubbed by Dane, our coordinating producer. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, leave us a voicemail. That's actually true. That's what's happening. Tweet Pete and tell him. With your name and your city and any greeting you want and your question. Not a keeper question, preferably, unless it's a really short one. And we have just one voicemail I'm going to play today. We'll play some more next week, 954-689-3199. Now, we have, as I mentioned, the Ion, uh, Ion Fantasy Football radio show Saturdays during the fall, during football season. We've got our best caller, Pat. He finally called the hotline, 954-689-3199, and he left so us this Is it a hotmail or a voicemail line? What are we calling it? Hotline, hotline, not hotmail. No, no. You, wait, you said it was a voicemail. It's voicemail, yeah. The hotline. He called the hotline. He left a voicemail. Is that different? I don't think the line's especially high. <laughs> All right, fine. So Pat left us a voicemail about we the We have Cowboys. a trade. We have a trade. Will you just shut up, please? So Pat left us a voicemail. He left it before they cut Dez, before the NFL draft, so you can ignore the Dez part of it. But let's listen to kind of crazy Pat and his kind of kooky voicemail. Pat from Ohio. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What is up, fellas? I'm back, baby. They're Heath, Clark, Aramis, Athos, Porthos, and whatchamacallit. This off-season football frenzy's got me dizzy. And I've been fiending football like fiending for a good chocolate. But it's like somebody hands you Tootsie Rolls. I mean, they're good, especially the flavored ones, MLB, NBA, NHL. But it's just not the same. Some binge watch Stranger Things. Guilty. Some binge listen to fantasy football today. Guilty. Now that you guys got my fix, I'm pumped. I feel like going outside and talking about my tree. Here we go. My question is, is if you guys could talk about the Dallas Cowboys receiving core, Dallas I do adore, but I may be a little bit more of a fantasy fan. Somebody else has to score besides Zeke and Dak. Dak said he'll throw it to you if you're open. Does that mean he can't throw you open? Wouldn't it take Hearns? Would you even take Terrence Williams or Beasley? Would Dez be back as the NFL turns? Three Musketeers. Till we meet again, have a lovely evening. I mean, I just, that was amazing. He's, that guy said goodbye four different ways. <laughs> that, guy, that guy likes the sound of his own voice more no, than I like the sound of mine. He's so funny. He's our, our best caller on the radio shows. One of I, them, think anyway. it, I think it works better Saturday night because he's a lot quicker. I guess so. That was a long one. Um, yeah, well, what do you guys think? I just wanted to get Nick's take on the uh, Cowboys wide receivers. They they drafted a wide receiver that we like. Um, what do you think? I think you, I think you can only, well, I think you can really only draft one, and it's Gallup, who I think should step in day one and be the number one option in the passing game. I actually I actually like him a little bit this year. I think he's got a chance this year. Not because I think – I think like Cortland Sutton, for instance, is more talented than him. I think Christian Kirk is more explosive than he is. But the opportunity that he's going to get is far, far outweighs the others. Are you taking him over Trubisky in round 12? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I and I'll take it. I I might take it this far. Oh, I would take Anthony Miller as the first receiver. What round? I don't know. Nine, ten. I don't know. I'm telling you. Okay, nine or ten. Um, more seconds. Ridley third. Gallup fourth. I think that's going to be the top four. Yeah, I, I would actually take Gallup. I, I'm I'm I like Miller a little bit better in PPR than I do standard. 
but I would take Miller over Gallup in PPR and standard. I would take Gallup second behind more. I think you, you can make that. I don't know that I, I think he's as talented, but again, yeah, the situation, it, it's, it's the same thing with these running backs. They're walking into situations where they're going to get the ball a lot and he's going to get the ball a lot. I mean, the, the guys that they have on their roster right now, Terrence Williams, you know what he is. He hasn't performed very well since Dak Prescott's been the starter. He gives you two good games a year. Alan Hearns and Cole Beasley are better suited to play in the slot. You know, Nick, you've been talking about this on all the football shows that we've done, and I think a couple times in here that the Cowboys need to run an offense similar to the Patriots. You know, just use a lot of these interior just guys. Just dink and dunk, man, like with all these guys that they've got. But they have two athletic guys that, that could help this offense in a big way. The one is Gallup because, again, looking at this year before. The other is Rico Gathers. I mean, you know, I think I said it on the last Free podcast. this guy, man. He was He's awesome, a freak. awesome in the preseason, had the concussion. They put him on IR for the rest of the year. And now there's a huge opening. You know, they have, uh, you know, Couple guys, they drafted Dalton Schultz. They have Jeff Swaim, uh, Blake. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, kid from Oklahoma State. They signed as an undrafted. Oh, free Blake agent. Jarwin. Blake Jarwin. All four of these guys are going to compete for the spot. Rico Gathers has the most upside. And it's not close. He so, should, if he's out there and you're in a dynasty league, if Rico Gathers is out there, you go claim him right, right now. A hundred percent. Right now. Because again, it's opportunity. So Gallup and and Gathers, the the, the two G's, they could have a big season for the Cowboys catching time. GG. GG. Yeah. <laughs> and we got an email from George, email of the day. He stumbled upon a sports movie draft on CBSSports.com. This might be my cue to leave. You want it? You don't want to talk about the sports movie draft? I'm not a huge movie guy. All right. Well, what do you think the number one pick was in the sports movie draft? I mean, I don't know. People are dumb. Could be anything. Airbud. It was Rocky. <laughs> it was Rocky. But uh, number 33 was Jerry Maguire, which was. Uh, not not a good. Jerry Maguire is a good movie. That was the thirty third selection. Is well, it a Adam, sports Adam, movie? Adam makes the contention of course that it's, it's not a sports, not a sports movie at all. It, it's absolutely not a sports movie. How many? You, ath- you are the same how many ones ath- that think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I no, I don't think that. In fact, oh, it's good. it's not. And in fact, that you think you think Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, but you think of course it's not a Christmas. Of course, movie. it's People not. Murdered in it. It's not a Christmas. Yeah, movie. you're 100 percent right. And and Jerry Maguire is not a sports movie. Let me ask you this: How many athletes can you name from Jerry Maguire? The names yeah, of yeah, athletes. I've never seen it. You never seen Jerry Maguire? Well, no, I saw it like like a long time All right, ago though, like only one time. You, this is your cue to leave then. I think so. This um, is... any given Sunday is the best sports movie ever. Oh god. Oh, that's wow. that's a terrible. Uh, uh, but no, but how can you? Any given Sunday is awesome. It is awesome. I just don't know if it's the best sports movie. No, it's a great football. It's not movie. even the best football movie. Rudy's What's better. North Dallas North better. What what are you seventy? <laughs> Rudy is better. God. Uh, remember the Titans is better. Remember the Titans is a hundred times better. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Titans was spoiled for me. The first time I watched it, I'm sitting there with my buddy and he goes, they had just won the game and they're eating at the diner and the guy goes, oh, wait till this kid gets paralyzed. And I'm like, <laughs> and then he gets into the car accident. I'm like, why'd you that's, ruin the movie for me? That's buddy? like what you did with Game of Thrones, Nick, when you, you spoiled the end of season six for me. It's, I did not do that. You 100% did. How so? You told me what was going to happen. You told me the theory. What was the, oh. About the tower yeah, kinda, scene. Yeah, I kind of did. You did. You did. It was, uh, it's really not that big a deal. It's a pretty big deal. It was a great, yeah, it great might moment. Be. It was a big deal. <laughs> it might have been a bad move by me. Sorry. <laughs> Nick, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Always always fun to have you on. That's Nick Costos. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ. And let's finish up with some emails. Uh don't have a name here. Dave, give me a name in a city. Francis from Oak Park, Illinois. You can call him Psycho. Dear the Peeper, the Peeped, Seal, and Heath Bar. I do like that I'm being called the peeper now. It's quite funny. I don't like being called Seal. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> starting a new dynasty league. We have a new nickname. Yay! Which would be my first time playing in this type of league. What are some dynasty musts or dynasty musts or good options to have? Numbers of keepers, bench space, etc. It will be PPR. P.S. Dave needs to tell his kiss from a rose story. Art, 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 art. <laughs> That's the wrong seal. I know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Dave, um, Jamie, no. Dynasty Musts. I didn't hear the question. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for my seal sound. I, I, I mean, I, I don't really love my Dynasty League because I think there are too many players rostered. So if you want to have a league with a lot of players rostered, I think you should start a lot of players. We start basically a normal lineup and we have massive benches and it makes no sense to me and there's very little Waiver wiring and free agency during the season. And I, I personally hate the non-snake draft in the rookie draft, but I know a lot of leagues do that. 
like the guy who has the first pick in the first round or the girl has the first pick in the second round or the third round. I hate that, but it's up to you. And yeah, dynasty leagues are usually pretty, pretty big roster sizes. So go, go from there. You guys have anything to add? You don't have to have huge roster sizes. Our dynasty league has huge roster sizes because it's an IDP league. Yeah. So, you know, we're starting two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two defensive backs and a defensive flex. You need backups for those guys. So that's why ours is so. But we also have taxi and squads and IR spots and, you know, those things I think. But are I think that that's too. fun yep. stuff that you can have. Like we've got two spots on our rosters that are for rookies only and you can keep them there taxi as long spot. as you want. But if you use them, you can't put them back and you can't replace them. Okay. Uh, two pieces of news, Adam. We had a trade. Uh, the Lions traded to Keem Spence to the Dolphins. Defensive tackle. What'd they get back? Uh, I don't know. And the Falcons have signed Matt Ryan to a $100 million extension. $30 million a year, $100 million guaranteed. So Aaron Rodgers, get ready to get paid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're working on that contract. Andy from the hometown of Craig Dahl. I don't know what that means. Uh, he's, where's where he from? from. Uh, he's from, I don't know. I don't, whatever. Anyway, uh, Andy says, Dear Henderson, Greenway, Studwell, and Del Rio. Vikings linebackers. Very nice. I'm in a keeper league. You can keep two players. Due to going for it last year via trades, Chris Carson will have to be one of my keepers. I want Rashad Penny, and the league will know this. Should I throw him out? They're doing an auction, by the way. Should I throw him out with my first pick and have a solid dollar amount set that I won't exceed? So if Rashad Penny gets too high, I won't overspend and can deploy a backup plan right away. Do you like that strategy? So he's got Chris Carson. He is determined to get Rashad Penny. He's got It's a, perfect. Yeah, first pick. And Andy has nailed it. So the very first guy he throws out is Rashad Penny. There will probably be some doofus in the league that will try to bid him up. If it gets to be too expensive, no big deal. You let him get Penny. Maybe you trade him Carson along the way. And then you go after a different running back. All righty. From Joe, how does Calvin Ridley impact Julio Jones? Enough for me to consider keeping Deshaun Watson or Mike Evans over Julio? No. No. Julio is still Julio. He's going to be the number one guy. Yeah. I think he's going to have a better year than what he had last year. Typically, he has very good years when he plays. And he's healthy this year. Something he wasn't last year. Remember, he didn't take part in training camp. He's going to be ready to go, hopefully. And I think it'll make a difference for everything in Atlanta. All right, Jake from Queens. Keeper League, you lose two spots from where you drafted a player and a spot if you keep a free agent. And you can keep two players if one was a rookie. All right, a lot of stipulations. I picked up Kamara in free agency, so I am giving up an 11th round pick for Alvin Kamara. And I drafted Kareem Hunt in the third round. If I nice. cre- If I keep Hunt, I lose a first round pick. So from that perspective alone, do I keep Hunt or do I let him go and try to get another guy? I feel like I can't lose either way, and I don't know about Kareem Hunt because Reed used him in a weird way last year. Weird meaning Leading plentiful. How weird! And now uh, he well, so he's he's got to choose between these. That guys? mid-season stretch, maybe they didn't really give. Yeah, him no, the ball it, was, it was it was frustrating, but I think he'll be fine. Um, so it's Hunt in the third or Kamara in the eleventh? No, no. He says you can keep two players if one was a rookie. These yeah. guys were both rookies. No, it's Kamara in the eleventh, and is it Hunt in the first or? Sounds not like Hunt him. in the first. Yeah, you're keeping Hunt and Kamara. Well, what are his other choices? He didn't say that. Yeah, he didn't say. They're probably crappy. It's like Des Bryant in round two, Jordy Nelson in round. <laughs> I three. I mean, I guess it would depend on when he picks. Jason I, Witten in round four. You don't have to give up your first round pick. I, I would like to keep that. Yeah, right. If you can get Kareem Hunt back with your first round pick and keep someone else. But he's fine as a first-round uh, keeper. And There's no value there. From Nick. So the value is you've got the running back. You've got Kareem Hunt on your team. Okay. It's pretty so good. If you keep somebody else and get Barkley, would you rather do that? What do you mean keep somebody else and get Barkley? You keep somebody else in the fifth round and get Barkley in the first Instead round. Instead of Hunt? Yes. Yeah, I'd probably rather have that. Okay, so we don't know who else he has. That's why we can't answer the question fully. We don't know where he picks in round one either. Well, we just don't know anything. We're going to call you, Jake. And Nick wants to know uh, – Expectations for guys coming back from fairly serious injuries. Dalvin Cook, Deshaun Watson, Allen Robinson, Beckham, Andrew Luck. I'll shorten it and just ask, is there any one injured player, or more than one, that you're really wary of? Injured during the season? Coming back from injury. Yeah, but that's a little bit different because if you're coming back from injury, like Marlon Mack and Alshon Jeffrey are coming back from injuries. That they sustain. Whatever you want to say, I just want to know, are there, are there players coming back from injury that you are, you know, very, maybe hesitant to, to draft? Went because of his injury and Jeffrey's injury. 
That's a good point. The two Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, because they're always hurt. But the difference between those guys last year and this year is that now you can get them so late that it doesn't really scare you. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you. Good show. Fun stuff. Indeed. Yeah. Yo, I came back to tell you I was undefeated. <laughs> Carried off the field like Dodge Shula. Uh, that was Nick Costos. I want to thank him for coming on and all of you for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll come back on Monday or Tuesday and do this fun stuff again. See you later. Ar, 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 na, 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 na. It's alright. I've got.